Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back. Chuck Delaney started about all oh, four plus decades ago. Let's have a game theory set. People come to see dogs and shooters, and, and eventually he added mini donuts. And then Ron Shira came out and became the announcer. He may have even started with him. But that's going on this weekend and next week. It's a great way. And today I was thinking about it all day because it felt like, you know, mid-September, even early October, felt like the opening day of duck hunting. Chuck joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, how you, you know, today it really felt like it. Did it feel like it out there? Did, do people get a little bit more excited for the outdoor, Chuck, when you have a day like this? Well, we didn't open until noon and everything was uh, quiet. Uh, we didn't want to let them in while we had all the lightning and the rain, and everything went great. We had a ton of people, lots of dogs, a lot of fun. Uh, all of our seminars and everything were rescheduled, but everything went great. For people that and we had a lot of people, a lot of people came by. Oh yeah, they were lined up and waiting. We reduced the price uh, because of the delay and uh, everybody appreciated that explain for somebody that hasn't been there yeah the the layout of it and what you see um you know we always talk about dogs we talk about game fair but it's bigger than that explain what it's like when you walk through the gates of game fair for somebody that's never been there well our fair is strictly for the out-of-door people we invite everybody to bring their dogs have an enjoyable afternoon with uh, all of our dog events, and we have probably about seven of them, and uh, and just enjoy the great outdoors. We have a wonderful place. We've got 280-some exhibitors of all outdoor products, and this is a place for outdoor people. Dog work is a key, though. For people that are interested in buying a hunting dog, and, and they go out there, uh, what do you invite? What's the process like? What what should they look for? What 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 should that process be about if they want to come away with something special for themselves? Well, all of our uh, dog customers uh, that are here that have dogs for sale, they're all vet checked. They're all guaranteed. Uh, they have to um, be able to return or purchase. Uh, the dogs of their choice. And we have 11 dog clubs here. We have three or four dog breeders here. Uh, and it's just a choice. They're all outdoor dogs. They're all hunting dogs. They're not poodles. Uh, so those are the things that uh, are important to our show. Bloodlines or trainer, which one's the most important when you go find a dog? Uh, 
blood bloodlines. Yes, you know the look, um, the background. We have a lot of British bred uh, type Labradors here, and we also have German short hairs and Vizlas and all different kinds of breeds. It's just up to what the person is looking for. Can a great trainer take a dog that doesn't have a great nose and make him a great hunter? No. Just that simple, huh? Yep. If they don't have it, they don't have it. It's like uh, playing golf like I am. Uh, I don't have it. Yeah, you try. It's not that you don't understand. Yeah, it's not that you don't I want try. to. It's, like the, it's the same as a dog. They try, but they don't have it. When you started this, though, what was your vision? What did you think it would become? What it is today, or has it far surpassed your dreams as an entrepreneur? Well, I've always been an outdoors person. My wife, who everybody knows in the world, um, who is a great outdoor lady, um, which is hard to talk about. Yeah, and she, uh, she passed last the, September for people not yeah, familiar, and she was such a big yeah. part of Game Fair. Yeah, you know, it's the um, continuation of the outer doors. We have everything going for everybody that's involved in the outer doors. Uh, there's no tire kickers here. The people came today, uh, lots of dogs, lots of people, uh, a great atmosphere. We have the best home that anybody could ever have, and uh, the people enjoy it, and we enjoy the people. I would imagine that Laura would want you to continue on with this because it it was a partnership with you two, and that's why everybody knew you so well and thought so much of her uh, and you. Um, I I would imagine that, that, that she would want Chuck just to keep doing what you're doing, huh? Well... We were together for 62 years, oh. and I'm in my 89th year, and I'll go as far as it'll go. And I'm sure uh, my daughter or my friend or whoever will try to continue uh, this business. And it's not our main business, but it's the outdoors that we appreciate and all of our customers appreciate. And I don't think anybody in the United States has what we have and uh, the enjoyment that the public has. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ron Shira came on board with you when? when was he right away? He was, he's been with me for 41 years. 41 years. He was, he was 20 when he started. I'm teasing. <laughs> no, he was 50. <laughs> Oh, no. no. Somewhere in between, right? Yeah, exactly. No, a great guy, a great a great outdoor writer, a great TV guy. His uh, daughter's working for us, who's a wonderful lady. And our whole concept is the outdoors and the conservation and the dog training, uh, the companionship that the dogs give to the people. Uh, those are the most important things in my life and in, I hope, in everybody's life uh, that is listening today. One of the things about dog ownership, though, is you better be ready to give them some time, right? Don't buy a dog if you can't give them the necessary time. They're your partner for life. Mm -hmm. And if they're 
they're so special uh, for me now because I'm alone and I have two. The companionship that they create for everybody who is anybody is the best thing that you can have after your children have grown up. Mm. They're a wonderful, dedicated companion. Mm, always happy to see you. I mean, it's it's a wonderful thing in life. Uh, one of the things that I did for you, Chuck, this year without you realizing, actually I started this a few years ago, um, is I, I, I've – I've got. I, I'm on the circuit a lot, you know, speaking and emceeing and that kind of thing, sure. and, I, and I've developed some pretty good shtick, you know. And and so uh, because Ron Shera is a friend of mine, uh, I've been sliding him some 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 good jokes and one-liners that he can use uh, while he's announcing for you because they, I, I didn't want him to go stale, and I was I was afraid he was using the same jokes every year. So I, I just so you know, I tried to give it some life by by donating. Uh, in essence, I declassified it and I gave it to Ron and said, "Here, use some of these." So, if you if you see people laughing more, or if, if Ron seems like he has some more bounce in his step, I think it's because I gave him some material that was far overdue. He needs more material. <laughs> I'm not a miracle worker, Chuck, but I do what I can for you and for the game fair. I try okay? to help him too. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I hope I see you out there uh, this weekend or next. You're out there for the whole time, right? Oh, come by. All right, Chuck, thank you so much. Our sympathies yeah, to you. Know. Well, thank you. You're the best. I appreciate that. And and, and say hi to Ron for me. And tell, tell him I'll have some new ones for him by Monday, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Take care. There you go. Chuck Delaney. Laura was a fixture out there and uh, known for so many different things. As a dog trainer and beyond, she passed last uh September. And uh, it was one of those things where you just thought they, they went hand in hand. You just thought they're going to be there forever. You know, you, for, you forget life reminds us uh, that everything's temporary. And, and and I think for everybody that was involved in the game fair, that, that really struck a chord, even though she was, uh, she was not young. Uh, you just get to a point where you don't think that's going to happen. When we come back, what's Tubbsy's favorite season? He'll explain. Stay with us on Sports to the Max. Welcome back. Sports to the Max. Twins and Angels coming up. Sylvia Fowles night. Too, for the uh, Lynx who need to win against uh, Seattle to help secure a playoff spot. Um, the, uh, Tubbsy, when, when, you know, a day like today, it, it makes me think of fall, and I don't want the fall to come too soon. You know, I want it in the 80s for a while, but but eventually mm-hmm. fall comes. I love the fall. Fall is my favorite time of the year. It's, it's like New Year's to me is September, really, because that's when we we all um, think back to going to school. And then when when your grade changes in school, is, is like the new year, right? Oh, it's and, a big deal. And, Huge. And, then, and then you move into football season. I love football season on Friday nights. Then you move into hunting season. I love hunting season in mm-hmm. October and November. I just love the fall. I love everything about it when it gets dry and you know cool in the best possible sense without being cold, all those things. Well, what, what's your favorite season? I'd probably have to say fall. Yeah, it, it used to be it used to be spring when I was playing baseball. Yeah, looking forward to it all year. Oh, kind absolutely. Of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I mean, you can go chuck the old cowhide. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you go inside of the batting cages in January and February. You know, you have them set up in the gymnasium and everything. But you know, once I got into radio and I started getting into the Friday night lates, and there's something about going to a football, a high school football game on a Friday night. Did you do play by play of a lot of them? Oh, tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, all, I, all over. I mean, was this Minnesota, different states? What? Oh, a- everywhere. I mean, I've done Prep Bowl. Um, I, yeah, South Dakota, North Dakota. Now, just take me to South Dakota, North Dakota. Is, yeah. is a Friday night similar to here or is it different? 
Uh, it's 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 pretty similar. Uh, pretty much high school football, no matter where you're at, it, it's pretty much the same. I'm going to exclude Texas because Texas is like cultish and obsessive about their high school football. Yeah, I've been to high school football in Texas. It's it's insane. But no, it's – and I'm going back to my days in Columbia, Missouri, and and even in Sioux Falls. These are probably two of the ones that I can kind of compare maybe to the the cities. But you've got a lot of – you've got a lot of schools within, you know, of a very, you know, condensed area, a very dense area. And it's 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 the same. I mean, you've got so a lot of rivalry games, a lot of rivalry games. You know, you get you get there early and you're prepping and you got the cheerleaders that are coming out. And you got, you know, the the grills are starting to get up. And 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 you hear that band start to rehearse a little bit. Some of that stuff. And they're getting ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, to me, I always enjoyed. Oh, especially if you're doing the game, right? Because you go set up, and during the setup, you're seeing that's, all these things Maxie, that's, unveil that's, themselves to you because you're getting the cords hooked in, right? That's exactly what it is. My benchmark was always two ga- two hours before kickoff. You get there. That's when you want to set up. Yeah, yep. you get your you get everything set up. You know, you have your depth charts, you have your rosters, you have your stats. You coordinate with the studio back home. You're like, okay, yep. we have our coaches' interviews ready to go. We, you, you know, you have everything ready to go, and then you go talk to the coaches and everything, and they're out. I mean, you know what it's like. You're out there, you know, everybody's on the field and they're stretching. You need to go through your pleasantries and, you know, go through. And you know, sometimes coaches, I don't know if you found this maxi too, and this kind of sidebar a little bit, you find out that sometimes it's like really weird to get like little, just little itty bitty information. I'm like, all I want to know is how to pronounce this guy's name. Yeah, football coaches are parents. And then it's like, well, I, I'm not going to tell you if he's I, – I don't care if he's playing slot. I don't care if he's playing wide. I mean, I, it doesn't matter. Just tell me, is it a long yeah, A or a short they, A? Yeah, they, you know? they, they get to a point where they're not sure uh, – it's like they don't trust anybody. They think everybody's you know, <laughs> looking for a scouting Yeah, team. Yeah. And, 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 and they're so competitive. Yeah, football but, I, but, yeah but, I, but I love, like, Friday nights. And then going into Saturdays for college, it was great too because it's like – you work during the week, and then Friday night and Saturday, it didn't even feel like work. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I mean, you just said it. It's like the week is over, and now I'm going to do something I really enjoy, and yeah. I'll do it for free. Because you're just you're, I'm you're, going to yeah. a game, and then I'm going to get home afterwards. I'm going to relax, maybe crack one open, and feel good about myself. Oh, and, you know, Maxie, when, when you're done, it's like at the end of the night. Because you feel it. You're, you're on such an adrenaline. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And it's like all you're doing is sitting there. You're watching the game, and you're just talking about it in real time. Yeah, you know, that's why for me, when I listen to things, it drives my wife nuts because I'm like, okay, what's the formation? Where's the ball? What's the time? Like, why didn't they give it to us? You mean, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, because I'll listen and I'm like, okay, I'm not hearing what I should be hearing. One of the things that's hurt radio broadcasters, it didn't hurt them, but um, because in TV, you know, many years ago, um, Fox got. Uh, uh, bought in and got the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. they took them away from the NFC, away from us. I was at CBS, still am obviously, but at the time. And, and one of the first things Fox did was they said, we're going to put the score up all the time. So as soon as you tune in, you can see the score, right? It yeah. didn't used to be that way because the thought was, hey, you know, let's hook them. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, they, they don't need to know the score right now. We'll get, we'll get it sooner or later, but they got to stay with us. Well, when that happened, we got conditioned to wanting to know the score all the time. And, and so I think, correct me if I'm wrong, having a lot of radio play-by-play guys, that they, they, like here about guys that have a, a sand glass or something like that, so every minute they're given the score. Yeah, two minutes every, every, every 90 seconds yeah, is that, what I was taught because people are flipping through. Like, and nobody, 
I guess I can say no, but there are a lot of people that are flipping through, especially like on a Friday night. You know, you're driving around. You want to hear, you know, four or five different games. If you don't give them the score within a couple of minutes, then it's like, well, you know, you know what's going on? They might find it someplace else. But, yeah, that's what I was told every 90 seconds. When you're on the radio, down, distance, formation, where's the ball? Second and 10, eye formation, ball, far, far hash mark, going from right to left. You know, wh- whatever it is. Let me ask you this. Why, why do play with yeah. play guys say if it's going right, right to left or left to right? Just, just to paint a picture or what? Because yeah. Because I say, well, who cares? Who yeah, cares? that's that's exactly what it is because you, know, you talk about the, you know, the Fox score. When you're doing a game on radio before everybody, you know, was able to stream, you're, you know, you're, you're painting the picture. And you want to, you know, that's why you hear people, it's like, hey, you know, they're wearing the, you know, the, the blue tops with the white bottoms and, you know, black shoes or whatever, you know, this striped on the side. That's why you always want to give them as many visuals as you can. So that way, in their mind, they know exactly what you're seeing. And that's just that's just the theory of broadcasting radio. Yeah, yeah, and that's just something that I learned. You know, that's something Corey that I learned. Always over does here. that out of the gate. You know, they're wearing their white uniforms with the yeah. gold trim and the blue. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, because you, you don't really realize what he's doing, but that's what he's doing. Yeah, and he's just he's, he's so it in your mind. Now you can watch the rest of the game. Abs- absolutely, or the rest of the game. Yeah, and it's just. It's just something that you do. You know, if the weather conditions or something, you, know, you you like to give them as much information as you can, so they can see the exact same thing that you're seeing. You know, a man goes in motion, or you know, you got to shift with a full. You know, and, and maybe I'm getting a little, you know, too inside baseball here, but you know, every little thing that you see, I try and relay it and relay it in as much real time. As you can, because sometimes you can't get everything in, but you got to pick and choose because, I mean, you might have you've got the play that will happen. And then normally the the analyst for me, the analyst will take it. The color guy will take it from the minute that the play is over till the time that they break the. Yeah, so in other words. Uh, Chris Tubbs says, uh, you know, uh, slot I, 30, uh, there's the power pitch to the right. He gets out, he gets the corner. No, he is stopped by Johnson for a three-yard gain. And then you just shut up and let the guy finish. Yeah, absolutely, because then they go through it, and then they go back to the huddle. All right, you know, second down and seven from the 35-yard line, ball in the far hash mark, trips to the right, single, you know, blah, 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 wide left, I for, you know, whatever. Isn't one of the hardest things uh, for the color guy is when you try to tell a story? Yeah, and and, and that's why – I feel like so many, so many broadcasters nowadays, they try and make themselves the show. They try and make themselves the broadcast, whereas you're telling them that what's happening, you know, you're explaining, but the other person is the one that that's explaining why it's happening. Right. You know, I mean, but, but it has to be concise and, it, it, and you have to lend yourself. Yeah. If you, if you have a good anecdote or a good, you know, tidbit, you got to really know when to insert that. Absolutely. You be, always have you don't to be want, listening. You don't want to let it just fizzle out if it's a good, you know. But you know, I'll give you an example. The other day, I'm driving around and it was the play at the plate, you know, where Rocco, you know. Oh, yeah. And, 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 yeah. And Mary Bill Sanchez. Yep. And, and Chris are doing it. And, and, and it was almost, it, it was like it was more fun to not see the play. You know what I mean? To, because to you can listen in them. your mind. And then, and then your, your brain is trying to figure this out. What yeah. does he mean they didn't give him a lane? And you're trying to picture it, but you're not quite sure. Yes. And they're not quite sure if the play is going to be overturned. And they're talking about mm-hmm. it. And, and you're not, but, but you're, you're right there with them. 
every word. You, and, you and, get and, enough banter with them that they're trying to play. They're trying to figure it out in real time. And it, it, it's not a shtick. It's not a gimmick. Mm. It's not somebody trying to be, oh, super radio man. But it's it was like, almost better yes. than watching the replays on yes. TV where you, you, you just are so drawn to the visual and coming up yep. with your own opinion. Mm-hmm. You're listening to them process it and go, well, the rule says, because I don't know what the rule was on that at the time, you know, when they were talking about it. So I'm listening to them as they kind of go through. Well, you know, I did. I think he, because the rule says, and, and you're right there with them. It's, it's really a um, uh, the radio play-by-play, the radio game. It is hard. It's hard. <laughs> it and, is hard. And, and, but it really can hook you. It, it, it can. It, there's something that is so unique about it. You got to be so, able to use your words to tell that story. If you can't tell the story, you're not going to be able to convey everything because and tell, of, and tell the story. I mean, but tell the story so that I can understand it. Yeah, you've got to make it easily digestible because you can talk in your terms, That's, but you need the, to talk to the your other audience. Piece of it is in baseball, and I know we're up against the clock a little bit here. We, you know what? I'll bring this up again after okay. our next guest. Sure. There's another thing about baseball that's different than other sports, and we'll talk about that on the other side. When we come back, high school football starts Monday. We're visiting with the defending state champion head coach. Stay with us on Sports to the Max. Welcome back. It all starts on Sunday, on Monday. Fasten the chin straps. Put the mouth guards in. High school football is back. Ben Burke is head coach of Lakeville South, the defending state champions. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, Coach, today had to make you feel like football, didn't it? Yeah, a little rain, a little cold weather. We bust out a few sweatshirts. It, it uh, felt good. felt good. Now, for people that uh, – you know, a lot of people pay attention to high school football. They don't pay attention to all the intricacies. One of the things that's changed over the years are summer practices. And so when you when you get to, quote, unquote, training camp on Monday, you have had uh, at your discretion or depending on, on the uh, participation rate a lot of time with your kids in the summer. Explain what you can do in the summer months and, and what that does for a program. Yeah, so, you know, the State High School League lets us have 11 11- – football practices with our kids so you know every program does a little bit different i think we've experimented with things over the last few years but i think we've nailed down uh july is a good time for that we try to give them some time off in june and we really hit the weight room hard the whole summer but we'll do 11 football practices and they vary from seven on seven type activities to you know install of our schemes and We'll put on shoulder pads and helmets and run around a little bit, and it gets hot, but um, it's fun, and I think our kids enjoy it. So if you play in a seven-on-seven league, does that constitute a practice or not? Or is that dependent on if you're coaching it or not? Um, if you're playing other teams, it does not count as a practice. So, you know, we do some, not a ton, um, but obviously with the amount of passing we do, we don't feel like seven-on-seven is the best thing for us always <laughs> for our defense. And, um, yeah, maybe so we'll, for your we'll, D-backs, we'll right? Because you may go against a team like that, but for you, you don't need that. Yeah, but it's good to evaluate. The, the one thing that I learned when back when Larry Thompson was the head coach here, it's a lot of fun. And so if you if you set it up right and you can teach the kids a little bit, um, it's it's good for them and fun. And it's good for us to evaluate athleticism too and, and kind of see what the rest of the state has in terms of athletes. It helps us get ready for the fall. You know, last year you won the state uh, championship, of course, and two years ago you, you, you would have made a bid, but uh, COVID got in the way and they only played through the section championships. Uh, what were the last two years like to, to go through COVID and then, and then to have it lifted last year? How, how did that feel uh, for a program like yours that was on the cusp of maybe winning two? 
Um, you know, just you, you're a lot more thankful, I think, when you get to actually play games and and do things like what football looks like football. And during that COVID time, there was a lot of ways that you had to practice that really didn't make you feel good about how football was. was. You know, you didn't really – we didn't feel like we were playing football all the time. Um, so then last year, coming back and having pretty much a regular season really – I think made us as coaches and families and our kids especially be thankful that they get to do something that cool. And that's true. I mean, people don't realize that Ben Burke, our guest from Lakeville South, but one of the things that emerged from that is not just being able to participate, but but the, the value of having fans in the stands and the band in the stands as well, isn't it? Yeah, especially in a community like ours, we're just so fortunate to have a a town that really loves football and and loves high school football, especially and the pageantry that kind of goes along with it. And even like our, you know, our school band is fantastic. They were a state championship uh, band in the way that they compete with their stadium performance and to be able to kind of wrap all those things together on a Friday night is really special. And when you don't have it, you realize that just how special it is. And so we relished every moment last year, that's for sure. So when you have summer access to them and you had an extended season like last season, do you basically get to Monday and you can almost do install right away? I mean, I mean, you you don't have to wait as long because because they're so familiar with the system. Absolutely, you know that's when we got to even bring up sophomores along for that that long playoff run. You get to evaluate the kids that are going to be juniors the next year, and you, there's just a lot more familiarity. And I think that's kind of the spoils of being a good program is you get extra time to practice and you guys have that much more continuity. Um, so starting this summer, we felt really good and I try to pump the brakes on our install plans, but the kids just ate it up. And, and so we're ready to go this fall to kind of, we'll repeat some of the same things, but maybe get into some things that we haven't, especially on the defensive side. What does a good weight room mean to you? Because it's not just about having the plates there because lots of people can lift it. Uh, but but what is the, what does the culture of a weight room have to be to get the most out of it? You know, I learned from Scott Salia, who's probably the best. You know, people that know the weight room know that he's the best. And just the, the discipline that comes along with being being that kind of weight room program and the commitment level and the understanding of the kids that, uh, what is hard work, right? We talk to them about that a lot. Like every every team's lifting weights in the summer. Every team's doing summer practice. Like, what's going to separate you? And just the volume and intensity of the work that we do, and the and the, I guess the brains that go into it. Coach Shelley's great at the programming, and you know, there's a reason for everything we do. We're not just going in there and and spending 45 minutes doing whatever. Like, there's a there's a pretty well thought out plan and. It's purposeful, and the proof's kind of in the pudding for us. We've we've had dozens of guys squatting over 400 pounds the last couple of years, and that's kind of the measure that Coach Sally uses that he's taught me. Is if you have those guys, you're going to win a lot of football games. And so we work really hard, and it's just a staple. We're gonna we're gonna sacrifice other things to be in there, right? And and if it's practice time or if it's a seven on seven competition that's during our weight room time, we're not going to do it. And that's just kind of been our mindset and. Our kids have really bought into that. And isn't that the great opportunity for the kid that maybe is undersized is, is, is that that weight room sits there and just waits for you and, and you can make up for a lot if you're willing to commit. Absolutely. You know, we're, we haven't had the biggest team by far um, in the state the last couple of years, but we've had, the, I would say the strongest team across the board. And 
you know, every every team's going to have their studs, their stars. You know, we've got Carson, we've had, yep. you know, the Chase Andros and the Riley Malmans. But I think what has separated us last couple of years is the the guys that aren't those guys being better than the other teams' guys that are like that. You know, we there's 22 guys on a football field at one time, and so you can have your list of stars, but you got to have some other guys too. And so for guys that uh, maybe are aren't six feet five or you know, that aren't doing all the measurables that's getting them D1 recruitment. And they still have goals, and, and if they work really hard in the weight room, that's where it's going to pay off is what we tell them. You know, I talked to a Hall of Fame coach one day, high school coach, and I said, tell, you know, t- tell me the key to build the program. He says, the studs are the studs. He said, you can't stop them. They're going to be great. He said, it's the, if you can take the average and make them above average, that's where you win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the way that we kind of say it is there's in any organization, sports, high school football, it doesn't matter. There's 10% of elite, you know, workers or whatever. And then there's 80% that are kind of right in the middle. And if you want to be truly a great team, that 80% needs to be 70 and the top 10 people need to pull up another 10% to be elite. And so it's we, that's a message we've preached um, and, and we've had that success for sure. Yeah, it sounds easy, but man, you got to get commitment. On it. Hey, coach, thank you so much. Who do you open with? Uh, Park Cars Grove uh, on Thursday night. Yep. All right. Well, it'll be fun, and I know you guys are loaded again. But uh, thank you so much for giving us some time, and and have a great time on Monday morning. Christmas to you. Yeah, appreciate it, uh, and appreciate your listeners taking a look at Cougar football. You got it, Ben Burke. Nice enough to join us, head coach of Lakeville South, back to defend their state title. We come back, Tubbsy and I will pick up what we were talking about before uh, about baseball and how, how how the tempo is different and how it feels different. All those things, the broadcast booth, uh, and how you can make it special, and probably how these guys doing that we've got here make it special. Uh, all that and more as we take you up to Twins baseball, the Twins and Angels, right here on WCCL. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Uh, Tubbsy, when we last uh, when we were last talked, speaking here at the, uh, earlier this hour, uh, we were talking about the tempo of different sports that you broadcast, etc. Mm-hmm. One of the things that that um, you, I love about baseball is there's a conversational aspect to it because of the you know the, the between pitches and everything. The thing that drives me nuts is when somebody's nope. telling a great story, and then sure enough, somebody hits into a double play to end the inning. And you wanted to hear the end of the story, right? Because you're hooked, right? Oh, yeah. And you're going, God dang it. It happens a lot, it seems like, you know? It's, and, yeah. and, that, and, that's, and there is no, you know, there is no perfect uh, way to do that, I understand. But, but, but that's part of the art, isn't it? That's more art than science. It, it is. And that's what makes baseball so hard because out of all of the sports that's, that are out there, Mike, number one, I think baseball lends itself to the history of the game. And statistics more than anything else. And I'm not talking about like the, the exit velocity stuff and like the new saber metrics. I'm talking about like reliving the history. You know, I, I think baseball really embraces it more, which allows you to tell more stories. And there is more downtime where. Oh, I mean, I can't believe how many stories Dan Gladden can tell. You but, think he, I, he's got to be out of them and he's got another one, you know, yeah, I mean, it, good stories, you know. And it comes off so natural. Like that's the thing you can tell when people. Yeah. are sitting there and they're trying to force a story that doesn't fit with to the me, really good ones have so many stories that whatever situation comes yeah. up, they've got one that's relatable. You yeah, know? To, to me, who, the, who is to the me, best color man you ever worked with? Um, I work with uh, Al Herboski. Who, who at? 
uh, in St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, the Mad Hungarian. Mad Hungarian, Hungarian yeah. yeah. He he was a hoot. He was probably the favorite guy, my, my favorite guy. Did he know the with. game well? A little bit. How was he articulating it? Oh, he was he was just he was very animated, but he was very he was a storyteller, but he was very excitable. You know, he, he, you know, very just it's, it's kind of hard. I can't do the voice, but he was just you didn't even need to really set him up because you could say like one word and he'd know where you were going to go. But what's interesting is, you know, uh, and somebody made this point. They said, you know, like Tom Brady signed with Fox, right, for when he's done for a Millions mm-hmm. and millions of dollars. Yeah. And they go, the one thing nobody's ever figured out is, is he going to be good at it? They don't give training no, they don't. to the people that should, you know. Now, some do it on their own. Jim Cott mm-hmm. trained himself to an extent. Troy Aikman uh, seems fairly natural at it. You know, and Terry Bradshaw, you know, what he does is, is an extension of his personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Madden, it came easy to because it was just like. Well, and, and I think so there are new, like, broadcasting schools that are out there now for There are, but I'm just saying players. That they'll sign the big name before they know if he can broadcast. Yeah, and so, I, like, I, I would think that Peyton Manning would be a slam dunk, but we don't know that. Maybe not. Maybe he'd struggle with the 30 seconds, you know? And I think, I think he does, you know, they're doing the Manning yeah, cast that yeah. they do. And, and I think for them, that's good. Because that's the real inside baseball. Absolutely. Yep. It's, it's Eli and it's Peyton and they're being brothers and they're giving you a combination of football and just them. And I feel like there are times, Maxie, where people feel like they've got to be really – you have to be careful about what you say because your words matter. But at the same time, you can't be afraid to show your personality because there are some people that have great personalities that just they open up a microphone or they get in front of a camera and they freeze up. It, 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 here's, let me just tell you something. After covering the twins and I covered them for 30 some years now, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to say to me based on who I covered, who would end up at the broadcast booth? OK, yeah, it would not be Dan Gladden. It would not be Jack Morris, uh, probably not Tim Laudner. Um, and I'm saying this because they almost seem like they want nothing to do with that. Not not that they couldn't do it. It just it doesn't interest them. It, they, they seem like they would, they, they would just have no interest in that based mm-hmm. on when you covered them, you know? Yeah. And then you can flip it around, and I, and I won't name names, but there, there are others that you say, that's a slam dunk, and it's not. Yeah. You know? It's, I think there's a difference between being able to just be yourself and, and talk kind of in a non-formal, but when you're asked, hey, we want you to present this in a way that you're going to be a broadcaster. Like, you have to do this in a professional setting. Sometimes people just can't – they can't handle it, and no. it doesn't make them, like, bad – No, and it doesn't mean they don't know the game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's one misnomer that, yeah, sometimes it's like – Oh well, you can't do it. no. They they could do it. It's just not where they're best suited, and that's that's fine. It doesn't reflect on them in any way, shape, or form. No, and and, and I was surprised when Dan got in the booth that he wanted to do it, and that was twenty. I remember it because we were sitting here uh, when I first started twenty four twenty. I mean, twenty four years ago that I started doing this show, mm-hmm. and, and when I came in to do the show, there was the same changing of the guard. Um, on the play-by-play, I think because Herbert decided to just do home games or something like that. Oh, uh, okay, and so yeah. So they need a color guy, and I thought Dan Gladden really wants to do this, and and he's very good at it. But I, I didn't, I didn't have any idea that he had an interest in it. You know, Man, he it, was scouting it, at the time. You know, and here you go, twenty-four years later, and he, of course he's been with uh, uh, Herb and and Gordo and uh, and, Corey. and Corey, yeah, and he's great at it. I mean, yeah. we're we're lucky to have Danny Gladden on this on this station. Yeah, with he's a good storyteller, he's a good voice, all those things. Absolutely. You know? 
but you never know. We'll hear more of them coming up next. Twins and Angels from California on WCCO. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.